Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And Nellie, I don't know about you, but the more that I'm talking with different friends right now, is the more I'm hearing people talking about um, making big decisions about their parents. They're, they're getting a little bit up there in age, and they're trying to figure out if they're uh, um, doing well at home or if they need to, to take them somewhere. And I have a good friend, Mary Stewart, who I went to college with, and she has gotten into a job where she is working for senior living specialist. And she acts as almost a broker or a liaison between families and care facilities. Well, that makes sense because we here in the Park Cities need a middleman for everything. Well, we do. We, we talk about that a lot. Like, we really like to outsource things. But it's really good to know that we have somebody in this position that can help us because this is a tough road to navigate. No, it really is. I agree with you. And um, I'm looking forward to interviewing her because because it is a topic. I mean, it's something I didn't have to deal with. I had to deal with other things with my parents. But I think there are a lot of people moms like us yes in the community and the moms are the ones who do all of this you know we handle the family we make the decisions so um there are a lot of women out there in our neighborhood who are facing this well she shares so much great information she's just a wealth of knowledge of having to navigate the process and she, she's just going to make everyone feel so much more at ease if they're approaching the situation and she also shares some pretty funny stories yeah well i'm that's the best part looking forward to it <laughs> so i want to introduce everyone to my friend Mary Stewart with Senior Living Specialist. Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So let's take it from the top. Tell us exactly what you do. Well, I am a community liaison for Senior Living Specialists. We are a free Senior Living Placement Service, and we cover the entire Metroplex, but my role is a Park City's Preston Hollow Senior Advocate. And when you say free, Mary, do you mean, um, is it like a volunteer thing? It is not a volunteer thing. Uh, free, It's free to the family mm-hmm. in the sense that the family pays nothing to use our services. We help them navigate the senior care maze. Uh, it's a very complicated you know, process sometimes for people to narrow down their choices and to decide that they even need a loved one to go into a community or a facility. And so our our goal is to make the whole process stress-free, worry-free, and just simplify the search. Well, it's like a traveling agent to a new home. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. I get it. So the so, so the home would provide the payment. Yes. Yeah. We mm-hmm. are compensated from the facility or mm-hmm. the community once that person moves in. Okay. But our services are completely free to the family. That's incredible. How did you get into the business? I got into the business because I have an aunt who was living in California. She was with on early onset Alzheimer's. I got a phone call from one of her friends who said, you know, we need to intervene here. She is not doing well, living at home alone. Um, she doesn't have any family out there, and we need to make some decisions. So we looked at some places out there, and I thought, this just doesn't seem to make any sense. She needs to be closer to home. And just in looking long distance, I realized what a burden that was. So when she made the decision to move here and was agreeable to it, I reached out to this company I had heard Paul Markowitz's name before, and they were able to help me find a place for her and streamline the search. And I thought, you know what? This is something that I'm really passionate about. I've learned so much. And I mean, quite frankly, all three of us, we are the ones that need our services. We're the mothers of the family. We're the daughters. We're the ones that make those decisions. We're the ones that it's not the the senior who you're trying to um, you know, make sure that they know what they're doing. It's their family member. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm I'm that person. The caretaker. I, I was I was her. I was the caretaker, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a real passion for it. And I just approached Paul and said, you know, if you don't have anyone specifically in Park City's Preston Hollow area, I would really be interested in talking to you about being an advocate and and joining the team. And so. He said, I, I really don't. I think that's a fabulous idea, and let's go for it. So. Yeah, I love that because, like you said, so many of us as moms are finding ourselves in this situation and having to make these tough times. And I think it's really nice to have a like-minded person like ourselves that we can relate to that's right. helping us navigate through this extremely difficult process. Right. And I mean, we're all involved with our school. We're all involved in volunteer activities, um, you know, NCL and all of those things that are the perfect um, avenue for me to be able to educate people and let them know that there is a resource available right in their neighborhood, and it costs absolutely nothing. It is free. That so is amazing. It's a free yeah, service it's to like them. A free and therapist. It's, it's a free therapist, and yes, Guided it's a counselor. lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have a lot of stories to tell. Um, some are funny. Some are really, you know, heartbreaking, and it, it's just a matter of trying to find the best solution for them at that time, and that's what we do best. So, Mary, tell us some of the things that, that that you hear from the most. Like, what kind of things are people, what kind of issues are they having? I assume financial issues is top of the list. And Sure. Well, I mean, some of these places can be extremely expensive. Yes. We've seen them around town. They look like a gorgeous high-rise you'd see in a, you know, downtown. Miami right. Or somewhere else. So, and they are gorgeous. They're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all like that. They're all different sizes. It's not one size fits all. So the question would be, of course, budget. You know, what can we afford to sp- spend? That seems so outrageous. I can't imagine that this would be something within our reach. Um, you know, they live in a home. Someone who's a, a grandmother or a mother or a friend or whomever who lives in their home, they may need to sell that home. Um, there's a lot of things that go into play and that line up. But one of the major questions, of course, is the budget. Um, and some of the places are buy-ins. So you would put down quite a large sum and then pay a monthly fee. Other places are monthly fee. But you get that money back a later date to your family. Got it. If uh, you can kind of read between the lines. Yes. yes. Well, I've also heard that um, there's a way, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but sure. somebody told me there's a way to hand over all of the monies that that individual has to put them somewhere, and then they're covered forever. Right. Is that true, or is that more of a state thing? Uh, I don't know. I can't speak to the state thing or, or the truth of that, yeah. but I can t- tell you that, um, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars in some of the communities around that you put down as a down payment, so to speak, uh, that you do get maybe 80, 90 percent back at a later time mm-hmm. upon passing okay. to the family. Mm-hmm. So um, does that answer question, your question? No, no, it does. Okay. And, um, and so I have to tell you, so my grandmother lived to be 104. And oh, my she goodness. was in a home. And first a she was in one life. that was like assisted living with her husband who died at 98. Uh-huh. And then she was uh, in the home in the Bronx in New York. And um, she was very spry until like two weeks before mm-hmm. she passed away. So um, uh she, when she turned 100, this sort of makes me laugh. When she turned 100, here's what she said to us. Don't tell anybody. I am turning 100. Oh, my god! I don't want any of these guys knowing. I've got guys trying to 
hook up with me. Uh-huh. It was just, she probably didn't say hook up, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's and especially she if she drives. Courtney, that's like a big. That's thing. She did that's not drive, but she was a hundred, and she was worried about people knowing her age, which I just loved yeah. because I'm going to be just like her. Good. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Sounds kind of familiar over there, Nellie. Uh huh. Well, I mean, a lot of the time, the you know the older gentleman in the community or the facility, if he still drives, he's a hot commodity. Ooh, you know, yeah. It's like. Let's get after him. And you can take driving to mean all kinds of different things. Although I wouldn't recommend that they are always safe driving. Yes. Um, there's a lot of fun people. I mean, it's rewarding. It's a very rewarding thing. It, it doesn't need to be doom and gloom and, you know, this is a sad time. It can be a really happy, uplifting time. They're moving on to a different time of their life. They're going to be around other people that are their age. There's activities. There's lots of fun things to do. Um, you know, it's good for their soul to be in a happy place. Right. Mm-hmm. And have their mind stimulated and just that social interaction and exactly. everything. And sometimes they get boyfriends. Yeah. Oh, so do you have any interesting stories well, to tell us about? funny that you ask because I do. I This aunt that I did move to from California to here, she's a hoot. She is 84 and she uh, lived in California all her life. Um, she's a lot of fun. Let me just put it this way. When we moved in, she said that she wanted to pl- hear some music. So I plugged in her little CD player, and I'm looking through her stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. She she pulls one out. She says, put this on. It was Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I'm not nine. So she uh, she says, turn it up, and, you know, it's blaring down the halls, and I'm thinking, well, this is a great way to introduce yourself. Did she get kicked place. out on the first <laughs> She has not been kicked out. But uh, she has also garnered herself a boyfriend, and he's 94, and they are thick as thieves. Does they he never have a car? leave their side. He does not have a car. Does he drive? He does <laughs> Quote, drive. unquote. Uh, well, um, let's just put it this way. When I met him for the first time, they were, uh, they were taking a nap. Oh. Yeah. So... Um, I don't really know exactly what was going on, but I saw black socks at the end of the bed, and <laughs> she came out a little disheveled, and I thought, oh, oh my, my God. Lord, I cannot, can, I can't take this. But, uh, <laughs> my goodness. You know, um, they are a lot of fun. <laughs> he, he doesn't really say much. I, he, he's very quiet. And, That's why uh, she likes him. <laughs> he has a little walker with a little seat on it and she sits on it and he wheels her around and they oh have my God, fun. That's and, adorable. Um, yeah. She's like, give me a ride. And he sits down and they call each other darling. And <laughs> yeah, he's, he's adorable. His, his name is very Texan, which we laugh about because she's California through and through, but his name is Cotton Johnson. <laughs> and uh, you can imagine the... He sounds notorious. Yes. He does. <laughs> notorious Cotton Johnson, yes. Uh, well, he was very popular with the ladies, let's put it that way. So she was very worried about and that. She, she thought, snagged him, oh huh? no, the ladies are not going to like me. I mean, you know, it's like a... High school. It is. <laughs> right? She, you know, you she, took my man. Cotton Johnson. When I, go, when I go to visit her, she'll say, don't sit there. That's where you know, Mabel likes to sit and oh. you can't sit there. And I was, oh God, wouldn't want to upset Mabel. I think that the Cotton Johnson, it needs to be a verb. I think it needs to be, I Cotton Johnson somebody. It is. Like, it could be taken it many, many ways. Mm-hmm. It's a you, great name. You see Jade someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's well, fun. I love everything that you've said because to be honest with you, I have been dreading if I ever find myself in this situation and have to make these tough decisions and just having someone like you 
I think, would really provide a peace of mind and just make things so much easier. Right, right. Do you provide dating services for people in the home? Uh, well, that <laughs> that's could a be, whole other business. That could be, that's, that's, a whole other that's a great idea. That could be a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of I like that idea. Here. They'll bring that up. <laughs> yeah, run that by. team meeting. <laughs> so we all know that people in our neighborhood can be rather high maintenance, to say the least, and very particular about service providers. Have you ever had an instance where one of the clients was um, particularly difficult or high maintenance? Well, it happens frequently, as you can imagine. Shocking. Um, <laughs> a lot of the time, the family cannot agree. You've got sibling rivalry. You've got a lot of things in play on which place is better for mom. This one's closer to you. This one's closer to me. And, you know, the mother or the father or the aunt or uncle, whoever it is, they could really care less. They just look at the place and they think, this is gorgeous. I want to live there. Um, and it's a lot of the time, not the, not the senior, it's the family, as you say. Ah, uh, yes. So um, it's the family that is uh, particular about who might be her neighbor. This unit is not close to the dining area. This unit is doesn't have a good view. And that senior is just happy to be there. So it sounds like social engineering goes on in, in the senior community just like it, it does. does. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it makes me think, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of you know, I have a 16-year-old now, but like grow, ha, raising him in the Park Cities, every like event that I went to at a school or something, all the moms, like uh, some group of moms would want to break out into a cheer that they did when they were in Highland Park. I'm wondering, do you ha have that happen in one of the homes? <laughs> well, I have never seen any cheerleading. <laughs> However, I have seen, uh, you know, they do their chair aerobics and they do their... Um, you know, some of them are really silly. My my aunt said, well, I'm not doing that blankety-blank activity. It mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's having the foam floaties that you use in a pool and uh -huh. throwing a balloon around. She's yeah. like, I'm going to Cotton Johnson that instructor yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's driving me crazy. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. We need to have her aunt on the show. There's She's something for everyone. Well, you really, she could just take you. And, and you know, one of the things with her, too, she was undiagnosed un for so long because she performed very, very well in front of a doctor. You put a lab coat on anyone, and he was, you know, like mm -hmm. the expert of life. Mm -hmm. So when she would go in for assessments, she, they would say, "There's she's sharp as a tack. And we're, you know, thinking, not behind closed doors. I mean, oh, wow. and that's kind of a, th a theme sometimes with older people. They, they do revere doctors. They do revere medical staff. And they can really turn it on when they go in to have a, a assessment made and completely blindside everyone because they think that they're perfectly fine when they're not. Yeah. Right. Um, and my aunt was very, very good at doing that. And, um, you know, that's one of the things um, I think I mentioned to you one time, Martha, which is a very interesting thing. We all know, maybe some of us do, maybe some of us don't, what a UTI is. It's a urinary tract infection, which doesn't seem to have anything to do with Sen senility or anything of that nature. However, that's one of the main things that when people are maybe acting a little bit off or confused or they don't seem themselves, that that's one of the main things that they could have is a UTI. And it's treatable and it, it just kind of um, is something that nobody would ever think of, but doctors know, know, of course, to do that. They test you for that if you ever go into the hospital. What kind of symptoms are you talking about? Like, can tell us kind of the red flags to look confusion, for. Confusion, delirium, uh, um, 
paranoia. Just oh, wow. like being you know, septic. Same same kind of idea, I would right, imagine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it it's very common. Sure. So mm-hmm. people should maybe check that out first before assuming the worst. Well, I mean, not in every situation, right. of course. But yes, I think that it's certainly something that you can address. Okay. Well, you're placing people who are not, it's not just about dementia, obviously. You're placing anybody, like you said, starting at 62, et cetera. Right. Um, I mean, there's some ladies and, and men that are, they go there for the country club lifestyle. Yeah. I can imagine. They I don't know. need anything. They're in the independent living and they're very independent. And, you know, they're barely old enough to be there. Or they're the spouse of someone and they could be in their 50s. The spouse can. Or the 40s right. or 30s or whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever suits your style. But uh, you know, these these facilities that we can imagine, the fancy ones mm-hmm. and the not-so-fancy ones. I mean, there's something for everyone, but they all have a certain charm. They all have a certain, um, you know, good feel to them. Um, it's You didn't mention this, though, I have, I have to say. So my mother passed away, and then my father passed away, but he, was, he lived for 11 years without her, and they had a very close relationship. But the ladies came running to him. So I'm imagining, and we call them the casserole ladies. They're all, oh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just imagining that that must happen there, right. too. Of course it right? does. Yes. It happens frequently. And a lot of the time, uh, you know, m- most of these places will allow pets. So, uh, you know, when the dog kind of gets loose and runs down the hall. Maybe that was on purpose. Maybe, you know, deliberate dog loose on the run looking for, you know, uh, a little friend that she can meet or he can meet, um, you know. It's like a little dating um, oh, accessory. We, we should tell our single friends to try that. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's heard, like, right? A, a single cute guy with a dog is, like, yeah. the yeah, greatest the dog, thing. The dog part's a, a big place that people yeah. meet each other. That's right. So Why is so, it, though, that all the, most of the guys always have a pit bull? <laughs> You know, like in LA anyway, like you see That's like the big point. muscular guys and they always have a pit bull. <laughs> yeah. What, looks yeah. like them. What kind of dogs are popular at, at nursing homes? Little ones. That's yeah. what I would think. The yeah. little ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no pit bulls. No pit bulls. <laughs> no. Surely no. Not. Little, little poodles and little, little lap dogs and, you know. So you mentioned earlier that, that you were giving advice to kind of be proactive and stay ahead of the curve and, and not get into that emergency situation to make these big decisions. So can you give us some tips and pointers of what we can be doing so we don't get to that to that severe point? Yes. It's very important that you try to make these decisions when you're not in a crisis mode. Not in when, an emotional mode, I'm right. sure. When yeah. you have a family member or loved one in the hospital, you're dealing with that. Yeah. And that's where your focus should be. You would be completely overwhelmed if you were also trying to figure out a place for them to go afterward. If they are not able to go back home or if their level of care has reached a level that, you know, the caretaker, you, or your your family members cannot um, handle anymore. And so you want to be sure that you avoid that crisis situation whenever you can and have a plan. So I would suggest that if you have a family member that you think would be going in that direction at some point and looking into a community or facility, go and take those tours now. You know, COVID was very tough for everyone. You had virtual tours. You could not go in the places to visit them. And when when people were moving into facilities and communities during COVID, they had to move in. They were not doing it because they wanted to. They were definitely in a crisis situation. And so now that we can tour these places and and see for ourselves and get a feel, I mean, you really do get a feel once you are in there. No, no amount of virtual tour is is going to meet the same thing as actually being in the facility and, and walking through it and seeing the people and the activities. So get an idea of what your budget is and uh, give us a call and we can 
narrowed down. We have a big questionnaire list that would help you define what your goals are and the area of town, uh, the budget, the size of the apartment, if it's for one person, two people. Um, but get those tours lined up for yourself and, and just kind of kick the tires and see what you think. You know, get an idea before you're in that uh-oh moment. Yeah. So that's been such great information, Mary. Thank you so much for being on the show. I hope it's been helpful to everybody out there. Absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on. And, you know, it's just my passion to be an advocate for seniors. And whenever, you know, our company can help you, please, please reach out. Well, thanks for being here. How can people find you? We are called SeniorLivingSpecialists.com. That's with an S, specialists. <laughs> and uh, you can reach me at Mary at SeniorLivingSpecialists.com. Or you can call me. Uh, my number is 214-566-3050. And we will get working with you promptly. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's been another episode of The Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson, and we'll catch you next time.